You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that, from all different fields, are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. It is hard being a leader in the best of times. Right now, with so much uncertainty ahead of us, it is even harder to be a leader. But there's good news. Driven and stellar women just like you are coming together to hone their skills and act as sounding boards for each other. They are becoming more effective influencers in their roles. My friend and colleague, Julie Holunga, started and co-facilitates the Women's Catalyst Network, a leadership development program for women just like you. She has another cohort about to start on May 13th and is looking for a few key players to join her. They meet once a month for two hours. And listen, I know you can spare just 1% of your time over the course of the month to elevate your career or your business. Visit womenscatalystnetwork.com. That's womenscatalystnetwork.com to learn more and connect with Julie to find out if you're an ideal candidate. And please let her know that I sent you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Grit and Grace, where we are collectively coming together as a community to support each other during all of this change. And I am so honored and excited to have Shoshana French back with me today. She is an intuition expert, a coach, a healer. She has clients in 17 countries, and she's been doing this for 23 years, and she is one of my dearest sisters. So Shoshana, thank you for coming back on the show again. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, I love just talking to you in general, but I I love when I love that our conversation today is going to be shared because we get up to some very interesting, tangential conversations when you and I talk, and they tend to be real juicy. So I'm glad this one's going to be shared. Yes, I agree. And it's funny because leading up to actually hitting the record button, we were like already five minutes in, and we had to like stop, <laughs> stop. We need to record. Um, yeah, and thank you for you know, providing your time and expertise to not just for me, but for all of those that listen, because I know that there are a lot of people struggling. And, you know, whenever you're listening to the show, this is we are still in, um, oh my gosh, almost said March, we are in April of 2020. So collectively around the world, we're all still experiencing a significant amount of change that is due to something that is completely out of our control. And what's happening is out of our control, but how we are handling it, how we're standing in it, how we are moving through it, how we are allowing it to impact the opportunity for our own growth is, you know, this, this is really what is being questioned. And I want to say it's like the biggest test of our own ability to take care of our own mental health and physical health, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start there. I mean, how are you doing? How are you feeling about everything that's happening? You know, um, I would say that I'm feeling a lot like how other people feel day to day. It's different. 
like yesterday, went on an 11 mile bike ride and it probably would have only been a nine mile bike ride, but we did the zigzag game where we <laughs> would see groups of people and jog over two streets and then jog over another street. So um, I felt really good yesterday. Like I had a lot of space and then I came home from the bike ride and rode more on our inside stationary bike just to burn my energy out because I've been doing that. Um, I have a lot of extra mental energy right now. Um, usually I'm engaged in so many conversations with clients and families and friends and that sort of thing. Um, so that's how I felt yesterday. And then I woke up this morning feeling a little bit like the tiger you see at the zoo, kind of pacing back and forth in front of the glass. Let me out! That's how I mm. felt today. Mm. Um, and uh, I was thinking about it this morning, looking out into my garden. You know, if you're in Colorado and you have a garden, you can't garden right now. Like people are, I'm watching people clean up their garden. You can do that. But if you're planting anything right now, you're crazy. You can't plant anything till after Mother's Day. So it is a little bit like the hurry up and wait game. It's so beautiful. You know, spring has already started. I know both you and I celebrated Ostara and spring equinox and it's beautiful and you just can't, you can't speed something up that you don't have any control over in season for sure. Don't have any control over that or what's going on in the world right now. And maybe that is one of our biggest challenges right now collectively as a human race is that we don't have control. Uh, I think that that's, that's definitely a part of it. And I also think that you touched on a good point is that we are so used to expending large amounts of energy in, in, in not always healthy ways. You and I probably majority of healthy ways, but a lot of people not always expending energy in healthy ways, which means now we might have some excess of this energy. So you're, you're exercising and you know that I am as the weightlifter that I am, I am definitely missing being at my gym, but you want to know what I've, what I've done instead to handle the energy is I've done these massively long, like hour long walks, like, like big long walks, like you know, five to 10 mile walks. And I have a little bit of equipment at home, but I found ways to move my body that are different than it used to before. But I think that that movement is so important for that built up energy. And there's a lot of people that aren't. And depending on where you're at in the world, you might not have the ability to walk outside your street and still keep the, the social distance space that you need and get exercise. So that might be a challenge for a lot of people too. Yeah, I know it is. Um, my friend lives in London and uh, she's having a hard time, you know, finding a way to get outside. But um, and not, you know, running into a million people because London's like one of the biggest cities in the world. So right. it, movement for me is definitely keeping me sane for sure. Um, you kind of that's kind of where we started the conversation before we hit record was how I was and then what am I doing to kind of like manage the days when I feel like a tiger in a cage and, you know, I have a pretty steady practice even before all this happened because I, how kind of like my constitution is, is I have a lot of extra energy anyway. I sleep seven hours and then I'm awake from like seven to midnight, was like seven in the morning till midnight. Like I just have a lot of natural energy. Uh, so I always have extra energy to burn anyway. And now it's even more than normal. So yeah. I've been really practicing my practice, which is movement, but it's also a lot of other elements too that, you know, um, because I'm having less clients right now, it's like engagement for ritual and it's engagement for meditation and, you know, practicing and studying. Uh, I have not felt very productive. I've had moments of real like 
produce it, like let's produce and get something done kind of feelings. But I've had a lot of like producing right now doesn't feel good and it would make me feel better because that would be my way of numbing out or ignoring how I'm feeling right now, like that tiger in the cage feeling. Um, so instead of doing that, I have been doing baking, which I don't normally make the time for. Um, I have been reading books about, you know, my area of uh, study, desired study, which is about brain science and aromatherapy and crystals and chakras. Um, and that's been great. So I've just, that for me is not productive. That's a place I feel like if I go and escape there, I'm learning something and feeding myself in a good way. So that's what I've been doing <laughs> to manage my own mental health. And that sounds like a healthy way of a distraction. I think that it's okay to have a dis- we need we need distractions. There's there's no question that that is going to be an important part of getting through, especially if this is extended for us for all of us for a long period of time. But there are the there's the other side of the unhealthy distraction where, you know, I know lots of people who have been commenting on their eating habits and the sheer quantity of television that they've been watching. And I don't think that that's necessarily just a distraction. I also think it's an attempt to numb the fear that they're feeling and, and, or even just that caged feeling or that absolute shock at the fact that everything we know has changed, right? Totally. I think that there is, uh, I was talking to a psychologist about this, a friend of mine who um, named Allison Rep, and when kind of all this was starting, she led a free call about managing your anxiety. That's like her area of expertise is really anxiety and emotions, and she's a mom. So it's kind of like, for some of us, we have like, I don't have kids at home. It's just my husband and I. And so just managing my energy and my feelings of overwhelm and fear and stress and uncertainty is one thing. But for the moms and the dads, the dads who listen to your show, the dads too, the that's a lot. That's now managing not only your own, but also, you know, children who, um, that's like a whole other conversation. But I have been talking to parents who, uh, who have been doing things like, you know, uh, two glasses of wine at five and like happy hours with family and just trying to have a, I don't know what you call it, like a time when you're allowed to unplug and not have to be productive or think. And so what you're saying to me right now in this conversation is like, what are the ways that are, that afterwards we actually, it has the desired effect. Because if you're numbing or anesthetizing, you afterwards, after you stop doing whatever the behavior or the practice is, then you go right back to feeling how you felt. But if you if you have a distraction or you do something to like relax your body or quiet your mind or calm your emotions, afterwards you feel better. So to me, that's really the only distinction between anesthetizing and like numbing out and dis- like distraction and or practicing calming yourself. Because if afterwards you feel really like if you if you were like I'm having a donut and you have one and afterwards you feel calm I think you did fine but if afterwards you kind of feel sick to your stomach and you get like a hardcore sugar high then probably that did not have the desired effect you know I'm pretty sure you used that example because last week I posted on Instagram that I went to buy a dozen donuts and I ate like eight of them my kids got four (laughs) 
That's funny. I must but have listen, missed that one. I, I felt great after. I felt absolutely great after because I don't really eat that. So it felt like a treat. I and I and I think that you touched on something in there that I want to go back to just for a second. Let's go back to the conversation around doing something that is educational in nature because when you framed it as you didn't necessarily you don't necessarily feel that you are productive in certain areas. So instead you're doing this. Well, I actually think what you are doing in terms of learning and making yourself better and growing your knowledge is productive because that we don't get the time to do that so openly as we do now. In fact, I have a good friend of mine is considering a job change and he doesn't know what to do or where to go. And and he's currently out of work. And I'm like, well, geez, there are free online courses everywhere right, right now. Like, why don't you go do some learning while you have all day, every day by yourself? Cause he lives alone. Why don't you go find some stuff and give it a try, like do some learning and just see on the other side, what you feel like, because I think that is very productive use of our time right now. I totally agree. And and I think we have to, for some people, I was talking about this, I'm teaching a class right now called Mindset Magic with a friend of mine who I collaborate with. And what we talked about on the first call was, for some of us, autopilot looks different. So for mm -hmm. some people, autopilot looks like being productive, like getting really, really productive and trying to, like one woman on the call is a like a owns her own business and builds apps. And she's been reading all these articles about how to be productive during the time of quarantine. And she, and we were laughing because actually for her moving out of autopilot is doing less because autopilot for her is doing a lot. So for, for me, that's similar, like the slowing down and reading the books is a way not to check something off of my to-do list, but instead is a way for me to more deeply connect with myself. And that's the part I think that is hard and why we're so tempted to want to anesthetize or numb ourselves out is, you know, when you're quiet, you're left with only you. And then all those things that sometimes we ignore, whether it's our unresolved, you know, trauma from childhood or, the parts of ourselves that we want to grow, but maybe don't currently like, or relationships that aren't working, all that stuff gets really loud. And I think that's also what's so hard right now for people. I mean, I've talked to so many half of couples that are like, what am I doing? Because they just hadn't been present to their partner in such a long time because they'd been moving so fast and doing so much since that more, that's more how they operate inside of autopilot is to just get a lot done and keep moving and never stop. And that's just, I think for some people, they tend towards being like dreamers, like they go into fantasy land, like they play games on their phone, or they watch a lot of mm -hmm. Netflix, but there are some people who do a lot and that, and they got to do more and more and more and more. And that's what their anesthetizing looks like. I just think it's, there's just so many different kinds of people. I have been interested to see certain people seem really, really sad during this time. And then some people seem really, really anxious. And so, you know, I, I've been watching sort of like, not everybody is responding to stress the same way. And some people don't get present to stress very often. They just work through it or push through it. But now we have to stop. Like maybe you would go to the bar and meet up with friends and drink something and not deal with that you feel stressed at work or things aren't going well with your spouse. And so you would, oh, I got to go to the gym again today and leave but like, there's all this, like a full stop to all the things we always do <laughs> to like deal with stress. I just, um, 
it is like a collective, it's an interesting time, like the collective, like the whole entire planet is dealing with stopping and we'd rather not go within. That's just like a tendency, I think sometimes that all of us would rather focus on the outside and now we're all having to stop and the stuff inside is getting louder. So a lot of my mental health stuff I'm doing for me is just managing my insides a lot. And you know what? This is why I love you so much, Shoshana, because you bring in the perspective of large groups of people. Like you, you tap into different, because of the work that you do and the sheer quantity of people that you work with in different parts of the world, you see and hear things differently than a lot of us would necessarily see in our own little bubbles. And, and I tend to have an expanded world too, especially through something like this podcast um, and some of the other work I do. You know, we, we have reaches outside of just our own inner bubbles. It's it's funny, actually, I wanted to tell you something about bubbles. In New Zealand, they are they are officially calling it bubbles, right? Like your first, like your inner family that you live with is your bubble. Your, you know, maybe your family, if you're sharing custody with kids, you might have another family who is going back and forth. So that would be like your secondary bubble. And then like your community neighborhood is like your exterior bubble. And they talk about bubbles, like what bubbles you should be interacting with and what bubbles you shouldn't be interacting with. I kind of find that interesting because for those that drink, they have um, hours for bubbles with your bubble, you know, having champagne with your bubble on Zoom. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Bubbles with your bubbles. Um, (laughs) But the whole point was that I really appreciate the perspective that you bring from a variety of different angles, because that's that's so important for us to know that how we experience it or the people around us is not even close to what the whole world is experiencing it as, let alone within our own countries and communities. So I want to ask you, I want to tap into some of this knowledge and wisdom that I know you've got inside you. And here are some tips on different ways that people can sit more comfortably with themselves. Because if we know that that is likely the reason that in so many different ways people are numbing out, um, how how can people be more present with themselves? And and what's the blessing in that, you know? Mm. Well, I think sometimes we have a tendency to not remember that really we have four parts of ourselves, right? We are, we have our mind and it's processing of the outside environment and what we consume, like understanding ourselves and other people. So some people really tend to focus on the mental aspect of themselves um, or totally forget about it. Whoever's listening to this will hear themselves in one of these, potentially. Some people tend to focus on the physical aspect. So they're really like, okay, I'm stuck not being able to go anywhere. So I'm really going to eat clean and I'm really going to exercise every day. Um, whereas some people are going to be eating, you know, a lot of donuts and, you know, um, drinking a lot of wine because they're like, that's the place where they are more going to go into autopilot and not care for their physical selves. We also have a heart. So our emotions, some people really um, don't like tapping into their emotions. They don't feel comfortable doing that. They're actually very uncomfortable with it. Some people, they're really managing their emotions well. I have a friend who's a blogger and a writer, and she is um, she is posting like prompts every day for people to journal their emotions. It's like something she really focuses on really beautifully. And then there's this fourth part, which you and I talk about a lot, which is the spiritual aspect of ourselves. And for some people, that is more religious in nature. And for some people, it's just like connection to all that is. So for me, if you're 
wanting to care for yourself and be able to sit more comfortably with yourself, I would ask the question, where are you managing one of those four parts really well? Like, where do you have a routine that really takes good care of your physical body? But where are you neglecting your mental mental aspects? Like, when was the last time you learned something new or did something new? You know, your emotional body. When was the last time you let yourself cry for the grief of not being able to leave your house for a number of time or loss of not even right now, but loss maybe of a loved one or a relationship that you never let yourself grieve? And then where are you practicing spirituality? Um, And again, for some people that means religious and for some people that doesn't. So how do you practice your spirituality? You know, how do you practice connecting to um, God, universe, goddess, whatever it is for you. Um, so for me, I say that's like step one is just like acknowledge, are you taking care of all parts of yourself or not? And if you have been like today, I can say that just in thinking this morning, Stephen was asking, my husband was asking me, why do you like, just like you were asking me, why do you feel like a, a caged tiger today? And you asked me a great question. You said, well, have you been outside yet? Have you been exercising? And I totally have. But of those four parts that I've not really been managing, I haven't been managing my emotional self at all. I am Mm. so sad to not have seen my nieces and nephews for four weeks. Like before this happened, my mom had a little bit of a cold. And so I haven't seen my mom in nine weeks. And we Mm. live 15 minutes away from each other. So she's, you know, over 65 and and lives with someone who has a depressed immune system, suppressed immune system. So I'm being cautious with her, but... That's actually what I haven't been managing at all is that emotional aspect. And so right now in my awareness of myself, I'm like, oh, I haven't played guitar in two weeks. And for me, that's a great way for me to manage my emotional self is to take my guitar out and play sad songs, literally play like eight or nine sad songs in a row, sing my heart out. And then that's a great purging for me. And then I feel can tap in once again to that natural joy that's in my heart space for optimism that is like just a natural part of who I am. So that's just a reflection for me is I know myself well enough to know what takes care of me in that area. So if you're listening to this and you're like, all right, fine, fine. Like there are four parts of me, but how do I even know how to take care of those four parts? Like most people have a pretty good sense of the physical side. Quite a few people have a decent, you know, connection to their, I would say, probably their emotional side. A lot of people know that when they start to feel lonely to connect with family and friends for the mental side of things, the way to calm your mind is to meditate. It might be to learn something new. Right now, um, Yale has, uh, and along with 450 other universities, has free um, classes online, uh, MIT included, where you can literally take, download their um, syllabus and take a class. I have a ton of friends right now taking the Yale wellness class for totally free. And that would be, that would, if you think of something like that, that might actually handle all four parts of yourself. I don't know. We're Mm -hmm. all built differently. So that's such a beautiful idea. And you know what show I just, I'm going to make a note here that let's put that in the show notes. So people of course find out where, how they can access those free classes. Cause that is a brilliant resource. Amazing resource. I'll send you the link. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah. And then I would say, like in the world of once you get present to what are the four parts that really feel 
or that you can sense by your own listening is sort of lacking or needs some nurturing or taking care of, then then do it. And you don't have to do all of them at once, but just focus on one maybe part of yourself every day since we do have sort of a different speed of life at the moment. But to me, you can do that no matter what's happening in the world. If you take really good care of yourself, then even in times of stress, you'll notice that your body can, even if your body's super sore from powerlifting like you, Taverly, <laughs> and like however much that squat you did, like 300 and whatever pounds it was, you insane <laughs> woman. Like even if your body is super sore because you're a crazy powerlifter, it feels good being sore because you know you used it to its capacity. So it's not about your body feeling like relaxed and like you just got a massage, though that might be your thing. Uh, it's just about that feeling of you used all parts of yourself and you feel taken care of. Like you're taking care of yourself. It To say it in a psychological way, I guess, I would say because so much is out of our control in life, our main control is in our response. And the way to manage our response to things happening outside of us is to take really good care of ourselves. So mm. that's, I can just notice that I have not been taking care of my emotional side of myself. That's the one for sure that I forget about. Um, I definitely think mental, physical, and spiritual more first for me, certainly. Right. I think that's all great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's a good way to break it down into segments so people can actually just take a minute, write it down, like, and, and reflect on how that feels. I know that there's probably for me the first couple of weeks, I, I was kind of like off the rails. It almost, I mean, you know how I work through energy, right? I have big energy, which means I also bring in big energy and just allowing it to flow through me was like the first, I would say like 14 days was my, that was my work. And so a lot of the priorities that I would have day to day, I pushed it aside comfortably knowing that my work was going to be doing this on a regular basis. And I feel like it's, well, you know, not just me in my house, it's felt like a large community of moving through energy, which is part of the reason why I asked you to come on this podcast is because I've, I've shifted the messages and the work that I'm doing to be very focused on trying to help other people manage this time. But those first few weeks were difficult for me in the sense of not feeling like I knew my routine and I didn't have my structure. Well, now I actually feel like I have new structure. Like I've found a way to create new structure to this new, you know, this new way of how we're living. And, you know, part of that for me was having both of my grown kids have lost their jobs. So, you know, we had plus an extra kid. So we had like a lot of people in my space that I wasn't used to. And, you know, we had to fix that by moving furniture around and putting my, you know, my podcast studio in a different place or my, my workstation in a different place. Like we just had to make some adjustments, but it took some 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 time for me to really like like think through that process of okay here's what the new normal is going to be now how can we make it great just like I would have done years ago when I started my business you know what were what was the structure that I needed to put in place at that time now it's just like a revisioning of that but it I, I think it takes a couple of weeks for us to all settle in and, and what you might be feeling in terms of like a, a lion in a cage, I'm feeling like, oh, now I've got my structure and my space. Now, now I'm sorted, right? Because I think that, that that's the difference that we can go through these ups and downs of this flow. And listen, it's a lot of us haven't necessarily had the virus knocking on our doors yet. Um, 
Although I will tell you that I have, I, I do know people that are sick. I think that a lot of us are still have some of that to be experienced. And then we're going to go through a new fresh wave of thinking of the whole process of what really matters. Because honestly, I have to tell you, I like the slower roll. Like I like to have slowed my roll and I like it. I actually like it. I like it so much, so much. And it's for me being closer to my kids and having more time in nature and also just having my priority list be like, well, fuck it. I don't feel like doing that today. Guess what? I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> yeah, it's, per- it's permission. That just made me. I'm like, I know. Yes. Your eyes are all sparkly and happy. Oh, no. Yay. I know. <laughs> But that is because of the pace that I've worked and lived at for a really my whole life, really my whole life, you know. It, it, and that's why it's important for us all to see and understand other people's viewpoints, because without judgment, because not everybody feels that way. And that's that's part of what I've been doing on the show for this last month is being like really just respectful to everybody's feelings and fears and and ways of numbing and bringing people experts like you on to come in mm. and give them the tools to to maybe make it a little bit better. The other thing I would say besides the taking care of the four aspects of your being would be to um, recognize that it is just as easy at this time. Another form of numbing is to really focus on media, social media and news Mm. and to get a little too plugged into it. And um, this is like taking crack away from people, seriously. And I, I'm I'm clear. (laughs) I mean, I have, (laughs) I have this conversation all the time. Like I even, I even almost wanted to turn the internet off, like, which didn't help my children's phones, but to try to like remind my children and just like, take a break, like take a break from staring at a screen all day. And it's not just what you're consuming. Cause you're talking, you're going to, you're, I know you're going into the content part. I'm talking about the fact that we are staring at a screen now way more than we would have before. And I'm like, Oh, this is not good. This is not good. Well, and I think there's a fine line between being informed and then, uh, like, mindlessly consuming. Mm. And to me, it's like, you and I have talked about this when I started to really get back into doing more intense cardio and wanting to bring my inner athlete back, which thanks to your help, I've really been mm. doing that for the past eight months, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's super awesome. What you said to me is, like, there's there's moderation. So when you go, we were talking about when when I go out to eat, like, I just chill. Because I know that, like, I eat really clean the rest of the time. And I was like, oh, what I took from that was, like, you just need to chill. Be clear what your agreements are with yourself. And, like, enjoy if you don't eat, quote, unquote, on plan. So, like, it just made me, it reminded me that there is something about enjoying, about being just about, at its core, being present. If you can watch the news or scroll through social media and stay present like being a mindful consumer of whatever media that you're that you're um, interacting with, because from my perspective as an an intuition, you know, expert and an energetics person, everything's energy. So when you engage with whatever you're watching or reading, you're actually making an energetic agreement in that moment. Just think of the same way that maybe you have someone at your work that's really super challenging and every time you interact with them they're hyper negative and they have a lot of complaints and it kind of like ruins your mood so you would if you see them at the water cooler you'd go mm, 
okay, I think I'm going to go for a walk outside instead of going to the water cooler because I don't want to engage with Felicia. She ruins my day, right? Mm. So just the same way you would do that, you want to be just as conscious to recognize that the media you're consuming has the same impact on your mood. And if you can, like some, some people can read and consume quite a bit of it and stay pretty conscious. Like my friend who's a scientist is reading sort of in between the lines. She's the person I go to. Um, my friend Nassim, she really reads and consumes in a really conscious way. But most of us can't. I find reading the news and uh, being on certain certain social medias to be hyper um, triggering and mm-hmm. confusing because there's so much conflicting information and there's so much disagreement and argument. So I can't engage mindfully. So rather than engage mindlessly, I'm disengaging mostly right now. And then I'm very conscious about how I'm consuming. So to me, that's right now, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter if this is during the time of you know, quarantine or not, just be conscious of what you consume. Like our diet and the impact it has on us isn't just what we eat or drink, but it's also what we consume energetically. And, you know, it's intense right now. So it makes a difference to engage. And I like what you said too, which is the amount of time in front of a screen. That makes a difference too. Like mic drop, boom, there's a whole show right there, done. <laughs> Shoshana just wraps it. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's not just about what we eat, right? Our body is not just about what we eat and how we move. It's also what we are consuming. And I, I have set myself a limit of checking in once a day. And sometimes it will be when our governor is doing like a press conference or I do not tune into the federal press conferences ever. Um, and I don't tune into what other people have to say about what he had to say. I don't, I just don't listen to that because it's not going to help me. Um, but I allow myself and I go to a couple of different sources that I feel are, are, um, and honestly, they're not based out of the United States, but I go to outside sources that give you factual information on what's happening and they all, rep- they are reporting reporting on what's happening in the US. Between that and our governor, because we are located in Colorado, I follow that information and I check in on it once a day because I need to know if a rule has changed or if something is is different. Other than that, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. And you know, right now, because people are having such a hard time handling all the content that's coming at them, we're seeing a reverse in a lot of things like on Facebook, where people are posting, oh, show me the color, the picture I spy with my little eye a picture that's red on, on Facebook, like people are coming up with other ways to engage that's positive. And I appreciate that so much. But that also doesn't help me. That doesn't help me stay more centered. So I just, I've just found ways to not engage on certain platforms. And again, that just means it's more quiet. And in my house, not really because of the kids they, and they eat a lot of food and they make a lot of noise when they eat a lot of food. <laughs> and there's definitely a lot of movie watching going on and puzzle playing. And and I think that that's part of, for me, that's part of the, it. It's just being okay because the alternative could be reading or looking at things that are not going to make this time for me and my family any better. Well, and the thing I would say for people who are listening, who feel really lonely, because I have a, mm. a fair number of friends who are single moms or just single yes. people oh, who so have much. a really quiet home and feel really alone. And so they're getting on social media so they can feel connected to the greater community that, yes. you know, I'm going to tell you, there are a ton of coaches, new thought leaders, 
amazing people like Taverly, like people we actually know Mm -hmm. who are giving you other ways to engage with community. Um, I saw on social media that you did a naked happy hour with your girlfriends, which I thought was the best thing ever. (laughs) I suggested it to my family. They weren't really into it. But the, what I would say is like the opportunity to get creative and think outside the box. Skype is free. People can download it for free. You could be on Skype with a group of your friends. There's WhatsApp. Um, I have a group of girlfriends where we leave audio messages for each other. There's Marco Polo where you can see videos of one another. There are ways of getting the connection of community without engaging in so much um I don't Let's know just what call it useless. I want to call it yeah. useless. Yeah, I'm like going to say that. useless. I'm sorry. Yeah, useless. It is yeah. useless. Well, because there's me- nothing you can do about it. It's like, right. it's just, it's making you fuller than you already were, which most of us are feeling pretty full right now. Mm-hmm. And let me just put this offer out there to anyone that's listening. If you feel lonely, I have all the ways in which we connect and I will happily give you my time. I, anybody that is just feeling like they just need to connect, especially if you're a woman and you just need to connect with another woman, like my time is for you. And you can, you know, email me. My email address is my first name at gmail.com. I don't care what you do and who you are and where you live. I will give you my time right now. Like total straight up offer. It's something I'm doing for the community and consider this, you know, available to anyone that's listening, because if you are feeling lonely, don't, don't allow that to happen. Find somebody to reach out to. And if you don't know somebody to reach out to or people aren't available, guess what? I am. I'm there. I'm here. I'm available. I mean, you might have to see me over here dancing like I do with talking to Shoshana, but you know, that's cool. (laughs) And, and I'll tell you that there are so many amazing people on social media who have regular engagements that are really like um helping remind you to do the things that make you feel good you know like like, the journaling prompts you were talking about that your friend did we should put the link in the show notes for that so there i mean there and and there are groups too right that are doing a lot of participation tons of groups yeah and a, a lot of online or a lot of courses have now gone online and are offering a ton of free support um in different ways so there there are ways to engage just don't go down the rabbit hole when you're on those platforms for that purpose so let's let's call it purposeful you know, visits, like steps into social media purposefully for a purpose and then come right back out. (laughs) Well, you could think of it like Target is my kryptonite. Every time I walk in there just for one thing, I could leave with an entire basket of things if I don't shop mindfully. So when I shop mindfully, I have a budget in my head. I go right for where I know. I go get the thing and maybe one other thing and then I go right back out. You want to you want a mindful consume of social media the same way you would if you had a if you're on a budget for groceries, which I am. So mm. that's just a smart way to do it. So that that way you can leave you can leave the store still feeling good, just like you want to leave social media getting what you need. Did it connect you to community? Do you feel uplifted? Yes. Did you get informed? And can you leave still with your mood intact? Mm. <laughs> Shoshana, you you are absolutely amazing, and I so honor the work that you're doing. 
in the world right now because I am um, intimately familiar with the work that you do and the people that you work with whose lives that you change. And I know that it's not easy to be um, on the path of the type of work that you do. So a deep honor and bow to your graciousness and the awesomeness that you are. And honestly, I miss hugging you. So here's a hug. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, Tom and Lee's hugs are so good. Oh, oh, it's like full body. Oh, my gosh. So if if our listeners want to speak to you about developing their intuition or even just having a reading with you on giving them tips on not just managing where they're at today, but I think that right now is also, this is a whole another conversation we could be having, but right now is also a good time to be planning the future of what you want your business to be. And so- if you are in a mind space where you want to look at that piece, I know that you can definitely help them. How can people reach you? It's super easy to find me. You can go to simplespirit.com and you wouldn't see it on the front page. Uh, however, I am offering just a very special rate on two sessions. If you buy a session, you get a second one for free just to help as many people as I can. That's what I can do. Um, so it, all you do is, if you're interested, go to simplespirit.com, click on book now and book a two session package. That's what you'll see. There's 60 minute sessions. They're all virtual. We can do video so I can see, we can see one another's faces mm. or we can do phone. Um, what I have been doing a lot with people, both is what you're talking about, planning for the future, but quite a bit of just emptying people out Mostly we are, especially as women who do business because we work at home and in our businesses, both. So we just get real full and we just need to be dumped out. So if you, and how you know you're full is if, even if you do all those things we were talking about at the beginning of our conversation, you've been exercising and maybe even meditating, but you still can't sleep well and your brain is still racing or you just can't get out of a funk, as one of my clients likes to call it, the funky funk, then I, you can reach out to me and we'll get you dumped out. Um, and then if you're listening and you're just not in a space financially to afford support right now, I have a lot of free resources and I'm super interested in supporting people that way. I have a YouTube channel. Um, on my website, I have a blog with some meditations that are free. So check that stuff out too, simplespirit.com. I'd love to help in any way I can. Awesome. And there's um, there's a really good meditation that you recorded and sent to me. I don't, I'm not sure which one that one was called, um, but I may have shared it with a few people that I know that need it. <laughs> and it's a good meditation. It's really wonderful. And we also have done a few meditations on this show um, with Dev Darshan. So Didi has been on. So those that are listening, go check that out. But your meditations, Shoshana, are they're really helpful for me. Um, I think it was the chakra chakra alignment. Was that the it's one? called the energetic shift. And if people want to find it, you can go to simplespirit.com forward slash peace in chaos. That's where it is. Peace in chaos. That's, that's of course why I liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are always amazing. I really appreciate you joining us. And I look forward to us doing another show soon that is where we're looking at a new future that we're going to be able to co-create because we get to then start picking what's coming. I feel like that's that's maybe the the energetic shift that I'm going into. And I'm hoping that we collectively can work with as many people to come into that shift at what do we want it to look like moving forward now that we've had a taste of something totally different? What do we want it to yeah. be now? Yeah. I'd like to just say one last thing, which is yes. if you're listening to this and you're in the midst of quarantine, 
that one thing to know is that we don't get to choose how long this lasts, but we do get to choose how we come out of it. And the only way we choose how we come out of it is by choosing how we respond. And response, our response is really our biggest and greatest power that we have as human beings, our consciousness. So I know both Taverly and all of her past amazing guests on her show and stuff on my website and the resources I have even with other people. If you need support to come out of this in a way that your response really honors the beauty of who you are and your deep, glorious soul versus the brain and the fear that is in the collective, please reach out. We want you to come out of this better than you went in even, okay? So bright blessings to all the people listening. And with that, that's that's it. That's it. Done. Okay, bye. Friends, don't forget to visit the Women's Catalyst Network to learn more about the amazing leadership development opportunity. And if you are outside of Denver, contact Julie Holunga to learn more about an upcoming virtual program later this year. Or if you want to work with Julie one-on-one for executive coaching, and she is amazing, feel free to contact her. You can find all the details at womanscatalystnetwork.com. We hope you enjoyed the show. Hi, my name is Les Conley. And as producer of this show, I enjoy listening right along with you. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow Grit and Grace so that we can keep you up to date on all the exciting shows coming your way. Please check the show notes for links to our guests and feel free to contact us for more information. Taver Lee is a social impact entrepreneur and she can be found at taverlee.com. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E.com know your time is extremely valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you.